everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car. I'm driving through an intersection and just skipping on through because it's really icy and cold today. But also, I'm on a Skype call with my good friend, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost. And lucky you, you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. We're going to talk about maybe Anthem and controllers and demos and a bunch of cool stuff. And I got a little bit of a cold. So once again... Enjoy my sniffle, sneezing, and sweet, sweet radio voice right here on the Xbox Drive. Bob! Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Luke Lore, I pulled a muscle in my neck a little bit as I was yelling there. I'm in pretty rough shape sounds- these days, man. Yeah, you sound a little congested, and it sounds like you strained a little extra on that ball. And, a little, uh, little ne- nasally. Gotta yeah. be, gotta be careful. Okay. I haven't done my stretches lately, so I gotta. I have some like parenting uh, injuries happening as I lift babies and shrug my shoulders all day long. It's not fun. I'm having some post thirty things where like I eat half a pizza, and my back hurts, and that's oh, that's yeah, not a I, new joke, but gosh, <laughs> it's true. I know what you mean, oh, man. Well, the other thing too is the whole like I injured myself sleeping. That's a good. That's fun. Oh, like, this, what'd you do? Really, I went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> what'd you do like you didn't i'm gathering from your voice you didn't sleep wrong no nope. what did you do whilst sleeping i just slept no there's that's the sad part there's there's nothing wrong no, nobody did anything wrong it's nobody's fault you're just old and um and decrepit and that's that's what you got well you're you're fit you're in shape you're you you got nothing to worry about you're well put together i on the other hand i'm falling apart at the seams so there's that but we have this wonderful show to bring joy back to our <laughs> miserable lives oh man the best part was guys before we started recording i was just venting to sean about my life and then we were like hey we get to talk about video games and xbox and i'm driving home this is ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) what a stupid idea in the opening you're like i'm on ice and i'm like oh sean i am racked with anxiety whenever you tell me your driving situation yeah it's crazy i got a laptop in my passenger seat here it is freaking cold it is one of the coldest days of 2019 already if you can believe it eight days in well i i can believe it we this is also, the latest we've been into 2019 it's amazing that's true that that it's an undeniable fact <laughs> <laughs> um i don't even know what i was gonna tell you but uh, i'm excited to be here say. tell me oh yes you were gonna say guys we don't have a ton of news nope. in this here show which is a good thing it. because luke's got some topics oh sweet and Luke plays games, unlike me. I Oh, you know what? I'm going to start. Can I start? Because you got actually like things to say. I'm going to start quickly by saying that I have the coolest wife in the world. Did you know that? You might know that. Uh, I don't mean that as a slight on your wife. Yeah, yeah, there you Mine's go. Mine's up there. Good answer. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Good yeah, answer. Yeah, I got you. Uh, so no. Chelsea and I have been wanting to play a little co-op something something. We're not really sure. We've been playing that um, Dangerous Times and a Space Lovers thing. That's totally the wrong word. <laughs> game um so we were looking at like game pass we we're looking at a bunch of opportunities of games that we could play and you know what we landed on man i don't think anybody's Overcooked. talking about this game no it's not any of those like typical play with your wifey kind of games we started up warhammer vermintide 2 it's a first person like warhammer uh come to life like that tabletop warhammer forty thousand thing yeah, it's like a left for dead warhammer like warhammer style right it's kind of um it's kind of like from what I can tell, like a like a Borderlands kind of first person action RPG set in a like fantasy world of of Warhammer, and I just gotta say, uh, even though we're super old and we got about an hour in and went 
we looked at each other and went, are you tired? Because I kind of want to go to bed. That's That was our experience. We got through, through the tutorial mission. But the fact mm-hmm. that I can like look over at my wife having an awesome time playing Warhammer Vermintide 2, smashing mm-hmm. orcs with her giant hammer, is like mm-hmm. one of the best things, among others, of you know playing through Borderlands 1 and 2 with her. It's just... Sure. I have the coolest wife, man. So we're going we're gonna to get to know that game a little more as time goes on. But it's one of the nerdiest things that we've done together because uh, I don't think it gets much nerdier than Warhammer. But that's where I'm at, man. That's dope. Because, I mean, when you walk... When, when, like, I equate opening up Game Pass to walking into Blockbuster back in the day or Big walking time. into a movie rental place or, I guess, the kids these days with their red box. Uh, <laughs> and and video games. Uh, but you know, like when you turn on, like, all right, what am I in the mood for? I mean, this kind of game, this kind of game, and it's there. There's something for everybody, and usually multiple somethings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's awesome, man. You found Warhammer Vermintide. What a cool, yep. what a cool thing. I've always wanted to get to it, and I'm glad that we're getting to it in a co-op fashion. Because I don't think I would have gotten to it just by myself. I've got other single-player things that I want to get to. But I'm glad mm-hmm. she that she didn't go be like, "What is that? That's the nerdiest thing ever." She's like, "Yeah, I want to play that," and I'm like, "I love you." That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Almost as much That's, as Luke Lore. Almost. Almost, guys. Almost. Couples that Stole play together. Stole my damn heart together. there, Zippy Ghost. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's my <laughs> Canadian brethren. Yep. It's true, though. It's so true. Oh, man. Sean, How I about played, you? Uh, I, played, I played a couple things. SteamWorld Dig 1. Nice. And, and Realm Royale. And, and I got to tell you, SteamWorld Dig 2... It was my first entry into the SteamWorld series. I think I talked about it a couple episodes back. Indeed. And uh, I wanted to make good on my promise. I went back and uh, purchased SteamWorld Dig 1 because we got it in the drop uh, when 2 came out. Mm-hmm. And, man, the first one is as good as the second or the second one is as good as the first. I mean, oh. this just masterful gameplay. I love SteamWorld Dig. And I never would have thought I would. Yeah. You know? It's yeah, this it's... Western motif, not my jam usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, steampunk, not at all my jam. Mm-hmm. SteamWorld thing is awesome. And then, hey, this I forgot to tell you this last week. I won a SteamWorld heist from a Switch from the Nintendo Guru. No way. So I've got the SteamWorld uh, trifecta in my life. I'm pretty, spo- I'm pretty stoked. Heist is awesome, man. It's that turn-based. Uh, I love the way that they kind of took the gameplay that they already had, but the, the world and characters and expanded on it on that in the in a turn-based situation i think heist is really truly special and um i'm glad that you like the first one looking at it now having played the first one and the second one you saw all the polish and the extra effort i guess that when the lessons learned from mm-hmm. the first one applied to the second one um mm-hmm. but i was i'm encouraged and, and glad to hear you say that the first is as good as the second and the second is as good as the first because you could be wowed by some of the glitz and the glamour but the first one is a solid game man that's it's kind of timeless in that way it, it's nice because I was playing it and I was thinking to myself, it felt like I was playing the sequel to the other one, but it didn't have any game. Like I'm playing it and I'm like, okay, this is just subtly different here, but none of it bothered me. Yeah. And it's really cool. There are very few game series or game, uh, I guess not prequels, but like the first in a series and then you play the sequel and then you go back, you might notice some deficits. Like if you were to look at Assassin's Creed two right, and then go back and play Assassin's Creed one, you'd be awestruck at the, the difference and the mm-hmm. growth. But in this case, all the growth things were really, really subtle. And so I was able to enjoy one and I actually appreciated that. Uh, and so to anybody who's interested in steam world dig, or, uh, you like Metroidvania or, or platformer style games, like this has all of that. Uh, and it's good at resource management, which I like. Yeah. And with all the difficulty, I think too, is kind of the special part about is that a lot of Metroidvania is, I got to honk my horn, everybody. Holy crap. That dude just ran a red light and I almost got hit in the front of my face. Um, 
What you was I going to say? You got to uh, me like that? I, I'm sorry. Did, was that horn? You that was maybe a little much. Most, most Metroidvanias, like Hollow Knight. Yeah, uh, they're hard. It, they're, they're difficult. They're Ori hard as balls. Yeah. We don't want that yeah. in our life. Like, the, the SteamWorld dig games are, are pretty, pretty chill, man. They're relaxing, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Nice. Well, I'm glad you like them, because I'm a big fan. So, there you go. I don't hate yeah. everything, Kevin Austin. <laughs> that was great that was great yeah a totally accidental reference to last week's show was that i was like yeah sean you're not into the bigger games of late that are popular yeah and suddenly it turned into uh sean hates, sean everything. hates everything meanwhile we've talked about games that we liked the entire episode. nobody's <laughs> keeping track of any of that stuff but whatever i get it i get it oh man i joke i joke what else have you been playing uh, dude so I've been anyone that follows my Twitter feed. I want to apologize to you because I've been addicted to Realm Royale. Oh, and <laughs> now this is just funny. Like, what a weird thing to fall into. Um, but I liked Paladins a lot. Now, yep. you, Paladins wasn't for you, no. Uh, but Paladins is kind of a scaled back, toned down to Overwatch. Yeah. Um, and this is very much a scaled down, toned back Fortnite. Now. It's made by the same people, though now it's under new management and such. Uh, but it's basically a third-person battle royale game mm-hmm. uh, where you ditch all the building that you get in Fortnite. And you get these Ooh. cartoony Paladin-style graphics. You ditch all the building, which the building and the complexity of that, that scared me away. Uh-huh. It might be amazing. It might be super easy. It just scared me away. I couldn't do it. I, couldn't, I didn't have a, the barrier to entry for me felt too high. Same. And so with Realm, I, uh, I, I jumped in, uh, literally, and... Everything is very, very simple looking. It's very beautiful. I like that art style a lot, but you're not going to get like, you know, high def, super, super intense graphics. It's a, it's a simple look and the controls are very competent and comfortable. And you're playing a comfortable third person action game, battle royale style standard, you get like single singles, duos and whatnot and squads, but you craft your armor very, very simply. I can't stand crafting in most games. It's really, really simple. You just walk up, press the button and does it. Yeah. Um, but you just you're playing a battle royale game that is not oppressive and hyper complex. Like when I'm when I play Blackout, I'm super stressed. I'm super tense. I'm ready. I'm going. I'm going. I guess it's the third person aspect. You can cheese the camera and such. But bottom line, man, I I really liked it, and I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did because it's in closed beta right now. Keys are. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> easy to come by so anybody that is listening um i've got they gave me another slew of keys because we gave out the first set when i mentioned it last week um which is really cool so they gave me more to just pass out and i got to have a good old time with uh hypecaster antonio guillen and nice. Bit, some games and oh. put up some stuff and so that was that was fun bottom line what i'm saying is it certainly didn't throw me back uh and it didn't off put me at all i really enjoyed it and it surprised me how much i enjoyed it well i i you've actually done a done a really nice job of selling me on the game because i was kind of like whatever another battle royale game like you know there the world has enough of these um but the the ease of entry and the accessibility is actually kind of a big deal to me uh i don't want to jump into these i just want to jump in and play kind of like like nerf wars back in the day did you call them nerf wars when you fought with nerf guns is, you, is that universal term or yeah. am i making that up i don't know if it's universal but we definitely did it Okay, kind of like, like, did you ever call the remote control a clicker? Because we called it a clicker. And shout out to anybody who called it a clicker. Uh, no, but I'm also no. realizing that, you know, some of the things I say are weird. So, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. You called it I'm a curious, clicker? 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> clicker because it clicked because it um, from Gears Two, guys. From Gears of War Two. Thank you for uh, saving that one. I'm curious <laughs> to hear um, what what Joseph has to say about that as well because he is balls deep into Fortnite. Uh, you don't have the same sort of love, or maybe even um, thing that would keep you from loving a different battle royale game. But I'd also be curious to hear what kind of aficionados of the battle royale genre would have to say about about this year Realm Royale. Very cool, man. I would yeah, I would imagine they were they would think it's okay, neat, comparable, sure, but kind of like an Overwatch player playing Paladins. You'd be like, "Oh, this is a lot simpler." Yeah. But, but I don't want building. Me, yeah, as a plebeian of the battle royale area, I just enjoy jumping in and playing and it feels very low stress. That's great for me. Nice. Yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. we are we, for the record also it's going to impact what we talk about what we're playing, but also on the news front. We're recording a day earlier than normal. It's Tuesday as we record. Um the other thing I should say is I am driving home for the second time from my brand new job. Uh so it's a new it's a new commute for me. It's a little longer, so that's that's great for the show. Uh but I uh, it's going to impact the news, the fact that we're recording a little early and I've not yet had Tuesday night to play <laughs> a little something something. So there's that to consider, my friend. All good, buddy. There's not a lot of news, and I want to fill you in on what news there is. Tell me. Because I so, can't look up because I'm driving, ball. On ice for some reason, ball. Yeah, because everything's ice. It's Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is kind of cool news. This actually makes me rather excited. Uh, over CES, during the CES conferences, it was kind of accidentally announced, or maybe intentionally, just kind of very quietly announced, mm-hmm. that Gears of War Tactics has a strong possibility to he- hit Xbox One. Now, anybody with a brain, Sean, knows <laughs> Gears Tactics was a candidate to be on Xbox One despite being announced as uh, PC exclusive. Mm-hmm. The reason being, it's getting keyboard and mouse controls for Xbox One. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. a thing that's happening. So Do you think like that that's saying, like the only way to play it, though? Is that what that means uh, on I Xbox? Think, I think most likely, yes, at oh, first. Oh, no way. That's what I think. I think it's a good sell. You on sound your... positive about that. Like inter- you sound like that's a good thing. I would not say it's good or bad. What I so this comes with with a couple. I was also announced to have keyboard and mouse support, right. uh, as was uh, several of the games that we knew about. You know, of high and low, uh, you know, heavy hitter qualities. I guess you would say mm-hmm. um, AAA qualities. Now, Gears Tactics looked pretty good from what we saw. It looked uh, a bit XCOM-ish, but. Uh, maybe that means Mutant Year Zero, uh, but it looks like a good, well-made game, and that is as close to mainstream Xbox branding as you can get short of Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw the peripherals that Razer is creating. It's like a keyboard mouse couch style. Yeah. Uh, and you put it on your lap, which actually looked really cool. Uh, I guess, again, to a PC plebeian like me, like I don't, I don't have that stuff. So a it what? looked really cool to me. A plebeian? PC plebeian? Word of the day. Word of the week, sure. plebeian. Don't look that, it up. I don't is that know. noob? Don't know Are you right saying now. noob? Is that the? Is that what that means? Noob with two zeros. Two zeros. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, they announced this and they talked about peripherals for Xbox One, but they didn't directly say coming to Xbox One at the time of this recording. But Windows Central had a, had a great article on it, um, and everybody's kind of jumping on board and noticing it. Yeah, uh, I think we were all thinking, okay. Gears Tactics most likely going to hit console on some level. I was. Uh, I think this is how it's going to happen. I would like it to get controller, but that's just definitely. Me. Yeah, I definitely just saw it as uh, too big an opportunity to to strand only on 
uh, only on PC. Now, my big question to you, Luke, is with this whole Razer um, keyboard and mouse situation, how, how long is it going to be until we get Master Chief Paint, which is, of course, the spiritual successor to Mario Paint with, uh, on the Super Nintendo, where you got a plastic mouse pad and, mu- and mouse, and you got to make all your paint things and your music things. I want that for, for Halo Master Chief, the Master Chief Paint. Man, I get the joke, but I'm having yeah. a hard time visualizing what it would look like. <laughs> me too, me too. I, I just wanted to see what you would say if I said something dumb like that, so you didn't disappoint. <laughs> it's Minesweeper, but it's Master Chief's head. Oh my that's, that's god, hard. that would be amazing. <laughs> There's your tie-in. <laughs> well, what is that? Oh, what is man. the bomb call that he rides in on Halo 3? Like Whatever that thing is, that's the Minesweeper. You don't want to hit that. It's, it's called spiky. Bomb. It's a spiky bomb. Permission to return the Covenant's ordinance or something like that. Nathan Thomas only. Oh, man. Nathan, well, no, there's no way to know. Yeah, definitely, definitely no no way to know. So, bottom line, Gears Tactics. It looks awesome. Bring it to to the Xbox. I know you're listening, Xbox. Phil Spencer. Bring it to controllers. And, side note, I'm really excited. I love Gears and and Halo both, so I would love to see Tactics make its way to consoles in some way, shape, or form. And then... uh, I mean, I, I can't afford a $250 keyboard and mouse station, so put it on controllers, guys. <laughs> Woo. Now okay, announcing so patreon.com slash the Xbox drive, <laughs> or, uh, or actually, more Why? specifically, uh, gofundme.com slash let's buy Luke a set of controllers. <laughs> or buy all the things he can't afford. Everybody retweet. <laughs> Please tweet at Razor and Xbox. Ship Luke a uh, keyboard all and mouse combo. Things. Yeah, all, all the, the things. things. Yeah, actually, that's a good. That's better. We have three <laughs> options. We got to get it for you, man. None of those Just options are, of course, you buying it yourself. Four gears tactics to Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. Preferably three-year-old Chromebooks. All right. So uh, the other bit F- of news yeah. is the demos are making a return, possibly in my mind. Now we've been getting demos for different games, but this kind of struck me as an interesting set mm-hmm. uh, in the past week that I've noticed. Now you may remember Sean Capri. Hi. Uh, that Devil May Cry 5 had an exclusive Xbox exclusive. One demo. Yes. Yeah, we had an exclusive demo. That was our claim to fame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was Devil <laughs> May Cry 5. Xbox. And I did play it for a little bit, and I'm like, oh, it's Devil May Cry. Cool. And I'm sure Devil mm-hmm. May Cry aficionados would be like, oh, I get it. It's three frames faster here. Neat. Cool. Yeah. Good job. It was cool because it ran at native 4K, which I thought was neat. <laughs> I was like, oh, good on you, Devil May Cry 5 demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Devil May Cry 5 is getting a non-exclusive demo that's going to be hitting multiple platforms, including Xbox One, that's not the same one. It's not the same demo. What? And you can no longer download the exclusive demo. So it's a different build or a different uh, vertical Level slice. Of or, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, neat. There's your basic demo uh, bit of news. Uh, more interestingly is that Resident Evil 2 is getting a demo. Yes. That the one-shot demo. Sean, ask me what a one-shot demo is. Sounds like you got one shot, one opportunity. You got mom's spaghetti. Your knees weak or arms are heavy on Resident Evil. You took my joke, but I feel like everybody's going to be making no, that joke. No, really? Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to be like, mom's spaghetti. <laughs> We're so white. <laughs> We're dorks. <laughs> we are dorks. White and nerdy. I, I'm excited about this demo <laughs> because here's the thing. Uh, guys, you get 13 minutes. 30 minutes to play this demo, and then it's gone. It's over. I love it. If you die, you can go back and restart, but if you died 19 minutes in, you got 11 minutes left. Matt. No way. That's it. <laughs> That's I it. love it. 
what if a cool you mechanic. It, you get an exclusive demo that totally couldn't be found on YouTube. Um, that was kind of neat. That's kind of, I kind of want them to make a whole game out of that. That's kind of like Minute, I think, where you had like one minute to get as far as you possibly could, and then you I die. Was it was like PT, where they take it away from you and can never get it again. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, well, I mean, that's <laughs> PSN and Konami. Yeah. It's Konami doing yeah. their thing. But yeah, Resident Evil 2, guys, that's coming out later this month. And I know that is one of two games in January that I am just super stoked for. Um, so I thought that was cool. Good Holy on them. crap. Yeah, Good we're getting them. through the month. Holy cow. It's happening. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Now, even more cool in the demo realm is that it's getting Anthem. cooler. <laughs> Anthem's getting a demo. Anthem. Oh, my gosh. Like a demo, not like a, like a multiplayer beta or closed beta or anything. It's a demo. And there you have the crux of this debate. Mm. It's a demo. Mm-hmm. Mike Gamble, I want to say his name is. Um, I should have had the tweet in front of me. My apologies, uh, people of Anthem. You're driving but, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I totally am. But yeah, they're getting a demo for Anthem. And why I find this interesting is they're not listing this as a beta. They're not listing this as a closed or open alpha server stress test, break everything, stress testimer bobber. No, this <laughs> is... Uh, this is a demo, and when asked why you're giving a demo to a game that's clearly something that's supposed to be a living world uh, akin to a Destiny, though I don't know the, the finer points of this, um, he responded, because your money is hard-earned, and we want to prove ourselves to you. Wow. Does that not sound, so, like, super confident to you? Like, maybe that was one of the first little glimpses into the confidence that Bioware might have behind this super juggernaut of a game. That's exactly what it was because oh, I was yeah. not at all pumped. And then oh, Game so Awards pumped. and I saw that thing and I was like, yes, that yeah. synth choir thing for some reason super motivated me. And then I was seeing people talk about the opening minutes of gameplay. IGN's doing an IGN first right now and Lucky. stuff. And I'm like, this is all beautiful, but it looks like Destiny before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I loved Destiny at first and then it stopped being interesting after a bit. So the gameplay loop scared me and I wasn't like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. And then I see news like this and now I can find out that – I can go in and try this. I can go in and play this for an hour, and I'm not limited and broken and set up to, to a certain amount of time or a certain time of day to try it. I can just try it. And that to me is what kind of what brings me down on this whole it's a demo versus it's a beta or anything mm-hmm. else because we as gamers, I feel like we're seeing a slight return of the demo uh, for bigger games. I mean, they exist. They're on Xbox Live. Well, betas these... uh, like open up for ambiguity where you go like, maybe they'll fix this, and I'm sure they will, but then they don't, and it just allows for, we don't know what we're in for. But demos, to me, I, I interpret that as like, this is a like a version or a small slice of the final product. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, what, what if uh, Break Everything test or whatever, the Fallout 76 beta, Right. when you called it the beta, <laughs> And you said, hey, it's going to be broken, but it's a beta. People might have been more forgiving in their judgment and spending their money towards something. Whereas, I'm trying to think of a game that had a recent demo. Uh, but my mind just goes to Crackdown, sure, from back in the day. Definitely. Uh, got yeah. on That's the, the last one. But it, lets you, yeah, but it lets you play for, I think, an hour. You had 60 minutes to just go play mm-hmm. in that world. Full game, but you were limited by time. Or, or at least you had a whole island or something like that. Definitely not that, Devil May Cry. Like That wouldn't have been a good example. Correct. Another demo. Exactly. Yeah. yeah not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not an Xbox exclusive native 4K demo. Right. The <laughs> one that we just talked about. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Really but, I, but I do like the idea that they're offering, hey, we're confident. This is it. And this is here for you. Same with Resident Evil. Like, you're going to get to 
to really play through this full section uh, and truly see if it's for you. Yeah, my, can I tell you, I don't know if, if we've really alluded to this in the past or if you guys know this about me, but I'm starting to get irrationally excited for Anthem. Like, it's it's getting a little bit out of control. I haven't even really been looking at a lot of the preview materials because, like, I'm getting this game day one no matter what. I'm, like, I get maybe one or two of those a year, and Anthem has been on that list. I have so much love and respect for Bioware, obviously. If anybody knows Bioware, you guys could just give them a call. Tell them I'll pick them up for coffee. We'll do, like, a comedians in cars getting coffee or whatever it's called or uh, karaoke sing-along thing uh carpool karaoke that's what i'm talking about we that is my goal for january i want to have that happen this month uh so that we can get that before anthem happens i want to meet these people who make this great game i just love anthem i can't wait xbox drive alongs amazing oh my god side project side gig i'm quitting my yeah, job do it i live in north carolina hey insomniac or red storm oh, that or- would work doesn't yeah, Cliff Blazinski hey. live over there? Or he did maybe at uh, one point? He, he did, and I think now he's in New York. Mm. Still on Broadway stuff. Oh, Broadway, that's, that's right, real, musical. That is a real thing, I am not joking. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I did once see his car. I did once see him in his car. That is cool. a real thing. Man, he's a big deal. I used to come by when, when I worked there and stuff. That's, impre- um, that's very impressive, Luke. Yeah, there's my claim to fame. <laughs> um, so there, there you have. Those are your two news topics. Gears Tactics is, might come to the Xbox One, maybe. And demos are back, sort of, for the games. <laughs> Sean's tired and sick and doesn't play any games. We've got two news topics so far. Xbox Drive, off to a great start in 2019, everybody. There you go. Let me talk to you guys about Call of Duty and Battlefield. My favorite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and All Steam right. World Dick. Yeah, SteamWorld Dick's great. Yeah. I like SteamWorld Dick. All right, so I have a couple <laughs> other just pit stop topics, not related to news or anything else. In fact, one of these news stories is from October. Oh. Um, but it just it just goes to show we have actually been busy with other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do want to talk about <laughs> two things, Project X Cloud and controllers. Oh, yeah. Where you want to go first? You're driving the car. Uh, let's do controllers. Controllers. Sean Capri. It occurred to me last evening... And yep. I tweeted this out on the old Twitterverse at MLS Reserves because branding. Uh, I have never <laughs> held an Xbox Elite controller. Oh, my God. Ever. That's a ever. crime. It's a crime. Now, I, I have an Xbox One X. I have the classic Duke remade <clears throat> controller. I have a Project Scorpio controller mounted. I don't know why. I just do. I like yeah. it. it looks Sweet. I got Halo adorning my walls and Titan Falls, and I have an Xbox One S in another room. I love me some Xbox. Yep. Never held an Elite controller. I've also held the, the Switch Pro controller, and I like the PS4 controller, and I got all these thoughts about controllers. Um, with Scarlet on the horizon, you're an owner of an Elite controller yourself. You've yep. certainly held other controllers from other systems and the standard Xbox One wireless controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me just in general. When I bring up uh, that word, controller, in the Xbox sphere, what comes through your mind? Like, What do you envision being the right controller set for the next system? Definitely the first thing that comes to my mind when you talk about wrapping your hands around an Elite controller is that it, it kind of feels like a bag of sand. It, it's just, per, you know, when you when you just hold it, it's just like a bag of sand? No, I don't no. know at all what oh. you're referring to. What? <laughs> really? You don't know the reference? <laughs> no. A 40-year-old virgin, he's talking about holding a boob, but he really doesn't know what he's talking oh. about. It's the four bags. Oh, man, thanks. Okay, okay. now, that, no, I, now I was the roll so, of jokes. Somebody, so somebody really enjoyed that. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Good job. Tweet at the Xbox Drive when you when you <laughs> when you get that, and please somebody make me feel better about that because I was I couldn't wait to tell it. Um, okay, so the Elite controller is the best thing that you've ever held in your hands. Period. It has the absolute perfect texture, the perfect weight, the perfect options to program it to your liking or not program it if you like. Uh, the different thumbsticks I think are absolutely incredible. I cannot believe that I would say that a controller is legitimately worth the $150 price tag, or I think that's what it is, right? $150 USD is definitely worth that. It becomes a little more tricky to justify as the price of the console comes down, which is, I don't want to get too far into this. It's very strange. At the beginning of the life cycle, the Xbox itself was very expensive, and so was the Elite controller. But now that the console is less expensive, the controller hasn't come down at all, so it becomes like, why would I pay the same price for the, con- the controller as the, as the console? That's weird. Yeah, because the the console is. I mean, you can get it for two hundred. Uh, right. So new you, with 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 stuff. Right. Um, with a with a fully functioning controller in the box. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that works. So okay, I don't know if I'm answering your question or not, though. Other than to say, it is the absolute pinnacle of controller design. Of course, with the offset thumbsticks. And fight me if you think that not offset is right. But now that's okay, that's where I'm at. Ask again. We just talked earlier in the episode that complexity sometimes scares me away, and that's probably oh, yeah. why I'm a console gamer mm-hmm. and not a PC gamer. <laughs> yeah, the paddles. Complexity. But, okay, paddles. Sure. Paddles are right, too much? So, I'm seeing people build this controller and stuff. Like, yeah. what's going on? So I was worried about that as well. So the little paddles on the back, you can you can map to whatever button you want to on the on the front face of the controller. So you got the four paddles. They could be your A B X Y. They could be your thumbsticks. They could be your um, your triggers. And for me, the like, do you ever play Halo as like bumper jumpers with bumper jumper controls? Do you know what that is? I do know what it is. I think I did it in Titanfall actually. Yeah, so the idea is that, like, for most first-person shooters, you have A as jump. But with bumper mm-hmm. jumpers, you use, like, the bumpers. And the idea is so that you don't have to take your, your thumb off the thumbstick, to the right thumbstick, to press A to jump. And that kind of mm-hmm. gives you this really palpable tactical advantage. Like, it's definitely noticeable. But for me, I don't love necessarily using that left bumper to jump. That's not really ever felt comfortable to me. So for, for me, I use my Elite Controller, and I've programmed jump to one of the paddles and it still gives me that same advantage of not having to take my right thumb off of the stick so I can still look around or move or whichever one it does uh, and I can still jump around like nobody's business and hmm. uh, I jump jump around so that's great that's one thing that I do and then the other thing that I do is I don't love pressing down on thumbsticks to sprint like usually it's like L3 I think is what you would call it I think mm-hmm. that that is one of the worst things that's been introduced into console gaming that we don't really have a a good answer for unless you have this unless you have the the option to program l3 or r3 to uh, a paddle in the back so i sprint with a paddle and i jump with a paddle and that's all that i use i actually only use two of them i leave the other two in the in the case and it is a beautiful experience like it legitimately like when i say it's worth the money it's for the feel alone that's number one but the addition of being able to get around some of the things that you don't even know that you struggle with. Like I bet you nobody even realized what it that that they're taking their thumb off of the stick to press jump. Unless you've experienced a bumper jumper thing or this, it is life changing, man. It is so good. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
I'm I'm just I'm contemplating all of this, and then I'm also applying kind of your logic to future, where we look at xCloud, and you might mount your phone on a Bluetooth, and how complex or easy that might be for some people, but also like what they might do with uh, Anaconda Scarlet Lockhart, uh, whatever their ex- <laughs> next box is. I like uh, it. You know, like what lessons they would take from the Elite, but also from say Xbox Design Labs and the. Uh, resistible, like the triggers in the Xbox yeah. controller, they have that resistance to them, and they're they're touch sensitive in certain places. And so, I just I'm thinking about what I like in a controller right now, what I don't like in controllers. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking at the Elite and how customizable it is. Yeah. And then like what they would do that's cost effective, a good business decision, but also evolves the controller because uh, the offset sticks after the uh, Xbox Slim's. Uh, the original Duke, like the Duke, but then going to the S controller. And then from there on, it's a very similar feel. You don't realize how different it is until you hold them next to each other. But right. like just looking at them, they look the same. Uh, it's not like a Dual Three, DualShock 3 to a DualShock 4. Right. Where it's it's fundamentally a different controller. Definitely. Uh, Doesn't want to jump out of your but, hands anymore. Exactly. I, prefer, I love the DualShock 4. I so do I. Control. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess I was just thinking about like what that could mean and i don't have an answer usually yeah. i don't i like to pose questions and not offer any answers. just a thought exercise okay. i like it what are your thoughts yeah. on this i want to i want to ask you about this because as we were talking about the price of the controller and the console itself coming down but still like i i assert that it is a worthwhile purchase wouldn't it be incredible if microsoft actually took a bit of a nod from nintendo in that you have i guess backwards or forwards compatibility with the controllers like wouldn't it be great if the next xbox you could use your current set of controllers i don't know if that's something that you would entertain if you ran xbox or if you were phil spencer uh mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to explore that at all today or save it for another topic or another day no i think that's exactly what they should do and yeah. this ties into my xcloud conversation uh, spencer and many others at xbox have talked about forward compatibility yeah. quite a few times the idea that your library will now travel forward with you into the next generation that means that your controls uh have to apply in some level Ooh. there like we even see some 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 frustration when you go back to play some of the xbox classic games you don't have a black and white button anymore good point so what are you going to do with that and so i think the fundamental core designs need to stay the same and they still they, they kind of do between 360 and xbox one it's just yeah. not called start select anymore um and so i think maybe if you add some features you can't abandon any of the stuff that stays with you because if i turn on my phone for an xcloud game to stream something and i link my controller to it uh and it's an xbox 360 title and it's traveled with me for two generations yeah um in gears of war that a button is crucial you cannot sacrifice that or mm-hmm. alter it. And so I think that in the interest of getting Xbox in everybody's hands and continuing to grow the brand, do not abandon what you've built for two generations of control. Yeah. And allow yourself uh, the flexibility to perhaps add, but certainly not subtract. Um, at the very least in basic design, but you do need to have an approachable controller. And the Elite controller does not look approachable to me. Mm. Um that's that's the difference here. Again, is it the, because it's a transformer? Is that why? Like you see all the parts like come up like come apart, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of work for you to get started. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Now, like anything, if I set my mind to it for six and a half seconds, I will begin <laughs> to understand it. I'm just being lazy. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm glad lazy. you put it that way. That's really funny. Like, <laughs> I like just thought about it. Any of us can it. figure this out. Yeah, mm-hmm. any of us can figure this out. Like remember the, the Joy Cons were like, "Whoa, you break them off? What?" Yeah, but then like two seconds in, we're like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah, okay. totally. Um, milk the cow, but that all of that 
bleeds into the xCloud conversation for me. Yes. And I was looking back at when they announced Project xCloud from October mm-hmm. and what it could offer you potentially. And the basic premise is uh, your library travels with you wherever. And yeah. in this article from October 2018, they talked about how they're already testing it now, but it'll start hitting kind of market style testing in 2019, right. which is here. Now like we're there. Now. It's the future. Exactly. Developers of more than 3,000 games that are on Xbox One uh, or available on Xbox One today have access to some of this tech. And the idea that when we could open that Game Pass app, you know, three, four years, five years from now, yeah, man. I just click the game we want to play from my bed. Because I was thinking about like how much I enjoyed over break taking my Switch and playing certain games on my Switch in a different room with family. Mm-hmm. The idea that I could just phone up and play an Xbox game, that's a pretty freeing concept. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And so, you know, to tangentially relate controllers to that, like how could I control that? But also, what does xCloud mean to you? Think about your experiences with your Switch, Sean, uh, and your Game Boy from back in the day. Yeah. And what you do on your Xbox now. What does that potentially mean for you? Well, for me, like I like when the Switch first came out, I was taking transit all the time. Like the Xbox Drive would have been the Xbox bus ride, which would have been mm-hmm. really awkward for pretty much everybody else on the bus. And but it was because of that that I was able to put 70 or 80 hours into Breath of the Wild. So for me, like if it the time it was portable, so it lined up with the fact that I had the extra time because I wasn't driving to work. Ever since then, though, like honestly, I haven't really been playing my Switch a whole heck of a lot. Like I get home and I want to sit my ass down and I want to get a great experience. And that's where like really the Xbox has come in. The Switch has never really been. Um, about a home console so i guess to answer your question if there's an op- if, if there's a way for me to have my console at home so i'm getting the best fidelity there but then um the the cloud allowing me the flexibility to play everywhere else and i don't necessarily have like the uh the switch is one unit so you have kind of like a lowest common denominator thing happening where mm-hmm. no matter what the, the system itself is not very powerful, so it's only going to look so good, and even then, it's still worse than, than on Xbox. But the future of, of Xbox and Scarlet that I think is really interesting is that the, the game will be built for the highest common denominator, if that's even a thing, um, mm-hmm. but for, it'll be built for the highest specs with an opportunity to play it, I'm assuming, at a lower resolution or some sort of graphical hit. So mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's huge. It's actually scratching itches that I... I don't have with the switch. Cause I, I don't know. It's just a different experience. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, I think you're absolutely right because I can imagine by the time that X cloud is hitting in a comfortable fashion for a solid amount of people to where it's uh, to where it's uh, a roughly mainline thing. I would imagine the central United States area uh, will start missing out on some of these features because of just internet speeds. But when people are starting to get their hands on an applicable method, applicable mm-hmm. method, of xCloud, 8K will be kind of the standard TV fidelity or coming into its own, right? Because it already exists. Yeah, that's a good point. And so how will that factor uh, into your next gen? And and one of the things that um, if you kind of look at the back end of what they've been doing with Xbox One, particularly Xbox One X, they've been leaking in a lot of recent features uh, that deal with audio and visual fidelities for those that are more... Uh, more inclined to explore that, like mm-hmm. the idea of different surround sound methods and different um, ways to control uh, how many frames you get per second. Those are kind of leaking into the main code of the Xbox One. Right. And so it's it'll be very curious to me to see 
how they build this next unit or next set of units because it's a family of devices, but then also how how this weighs in. Like when I whip out my Google Pixel 5 or whatever it is at the time or whatnot, your iPhone 48X, uh-huh. and you pop it open, do you need a Bluetooth controller? Are you playing on touchscreen controls? Am I playing Halo Wars You know, just by touch? Like what's the factor here and how can I play my 360, my Xbox One, my original Xbox Oh my God, game? I didn't even think of that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, the X, the the this Cloud X would, would be backwards compatible as well. Now I want to address kind of the thing that was kind of glaringly missing from my, my diatribe, which is I talked about, uh, like I don't know how, how you get xCloud or CloudX on the bus or on transit. Like, I don't know necessarily that I think it'll give you freedom kind of within your house to play Mm -hmm. wherever on, on what device. But I think there's the obvious challenge of getting people to be able to play when they're on the go. Like, how do you give kids like, will you be able to this? Wouldn't wouldn't this be amazing? Be able to have like the minivans with the TVs in the back and you give them a couple controllers and they're connected to whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Cloud X, like that's the future, man. That's the kind of dream or, that we had when we were all kids. We got to think we're on five G right now. Remember three G and how fast that was? That's true. And then now we're on five G, and kids are playing Fortnite and playing other, uh, you know, real time games from their devices. You yeah. have to wonder what that does because that's certainly beyond my realm of knowledge. But I have to imagine that seven G, eight G would be certainly fine to run what we do now. Mm-hmm. That's the thing home. that that's the thing that I think that nobody know. Like you said, you don't know about it. I don't know about it. But like the people in the know, I feel like they're maybe counting on that or or building and basing it on that framework. That I feel like even. 5G has the potential to be faster than like what most people get in like in the Wi-Fi in their own homes, and it's just going to be available everywhere. Like that's kind of where the world is heading. I think it's just internet is going to be so universal that right now we have the separation between your like your home internet versus what you get through your mobile carrier. But I don't think it's uh, out of the realm of possibilities, the realm royale of possibilities, to just uh, rely on our on the internet that's everywhere. It's where the air is, man. Well, given the the power of the Azure cloud, and that's not like I mean that's not a line. The the U.S. military uses those same server tech technologies that the Microsoft Azure cloud does. So, like it's it's licensed out to them, and Google like rents it out from them and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really patents are crazy. It's really wild to mm-hmm. read about patents. Um, but we know the tech is there, the finances and the accessibility and stuff. I just I love that meta story that comes with questions like this. Yeah. And I guess that's why I was so excited to talk about it on, on a light news week, because we don't have answers. But the speculatory game can be fun from time to time to let our imaginations run wild uh, from time to time, as long as it's not an every all the time type of thing. course of course i can't wait until it all it all actually happens and we're completely like we're way off like we're we're shooting way down the line but uh that's the fun part of this man i can't i can't wait to see what happens i think 2019 is going to be a big year where we find out a little bit more like right now they've given us just enough to let our imaginations run wild with what that mm-hmm. means uh i don't know if that's necessarily a positive thing or not but uh it is what it is and uh i think it's gonna be a big year for xbox i do too you have to think uh anthem Marketing, yep. Mex- mm-hmm. Metro Exodus marketing is coming out. Crackdown 3 is this year, uh, next month. And I'm actually really excited by that, though a bit concerned about the lack of marketing. Yeah. Um, but then also we got Gears 5 is this year. Gears Tactics is this year. Theoretically, Gears Pop. Uh, you're going to have Microsoft at E3. There's a lot going on and for Madden. this conversation. New Madden. Can you believe it? There's a new Madden coming out this year. Game of the year, Madden. It's coming for you, Coach. Don't forget about it. 
coming for you, coach. Coach yell at <laughs> coach will yell at you, and he can bench like <laughs> 375 pounds. So, dude's he can a monster. Bench a whole me and another me and me. He can bench my car. I don't know what pounds well, are. I only know kilograms. <laughs> he cannot bench your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good show, Sean. I enjoyed Let's, this. This was a this is a good week. I don't know what the future holds for my commute because goodness gracious, this is this is pretty deadly. <laughs> It's a pretty long commute, dude. I have to figure something out. Are you out. still driving? Wait, are I, you still I'm, driving? I'm like a block away, but I've been driving the whole time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Normally, I like kind of pull up close to my house and just kind of finish off the show next to McDonald's or a gas station or something. Well, let me tell the people. Oh, yes. Tell them. Close it out. Guys and gals, uh, please indeed go visit me on the old Twitterverse uh, at MLS Reserves. And that's kind of a hub for different things I get to do. Um, but really and truly, if I could call on everybody, please share the Xbox Drive with some people. Uh, if you find somebody in the community that you think would enjoy our show or our shtick, uh, send us send them our way and send us some feedback. Let us know how we can make the show better. That would be that would be amazing. No, thank you, man. I'm I'm glad you said it. If you enjoy even a little bit what we do, uh, share or iTunes review goes a freaking long way, man. And I know more and more people are listening every single week. So if this is your first week, welcome. This is about what you can expect, the ridiculousness, and hopefully a little bit of entertainment. And you can, of course, follow me on the Twitter at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery. Capri like the pants. And uh, Luke, I love your face, my friend. Peace out, Preston. No, wait, that's not us. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs>